Good evening, family. How's everybody doing today? It's Kilt Christian, episode 507. We got our one of our favorite guests on our show, man. We love having him. We'd have him here every single day if we could. 
Dustin Nemo. It's going to be a great conversation. We already kind of started into it a little bit. But guys, it was an absolutely beautiful day. We had a great meal this evening. We made uh, something new tonight. We had something called Marry Me Chicken. Not sure why they called it that, but uh, it was pretty awesome. It was kind of like a pesto. Had a little garlic, little Parmesan chicken, chicken broth. Uh, it's almost like a pesto. Heavy whipping cream. I'll give you guys the recipe. Definitely worth making. It was unbelievable. Guys, it was a nice day today. All the snow is gone. We'll have another week without the snow. All more of that weather manipulation. We'll probably talk a little bit about that too because, well, it's going on in our world. Once again, Kilt the Christian episode 507. Special guest as always, Dustin Emos. Let's get to it. We are many nations around the world, comprised of many cultures, but we stand together in a battle between good and evil. We're the seekers of wisdom, the bringers of truth, the hands of heaven, and the voices of reason. As the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. And for those of you that I did not get a chance to say hello to in the opening, God bless you. Thank you so much for being here. It's going to be a great show as always. I love these conversations because I always learn a whole lot and plus we love Dustin. Always a good conversation to have. So we'll go ahead and say hello to Livin first. Livin, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a beautiful day here in Kentucky, and um, it's cold though. <laughs> yeah, a little, little. I got a blanket on. I yeah. got my flannels on. Got a, a dog warming dog, her feet. Dog, and I have a heater by my feet. <laughs> I should be drinking some chocolate. I, hot but, chocolate. But the bonus today is those clear skies, no chemtrails. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Oh yeah, that's a first for here. Boy, the chemtrails, guys. I'm seeing all over social media is pretty sickening. Oh, yeah, exactly. Really bad, yeah. And we'll talk about that, too. Mm -hmm. And we've got, um, actually, we're going to have a guest coming on here, too, that um, knows all everything about the country. He's actually going to come on and just kind of tell you stuff that I didn't even know. He's going to tell you stuff that you didn't know as well. And I think we, um, what is that going to be, at the New Year? Um, yeah, because, you know, we're, we're in the holidays right yeah. now, and so people are spending time with family. We're lucky to have Destin with us tonight. You know, it is getting Christmas time, and parents are very busy yeah. right now. All so, the stores were, were yeah, really busy. Yeah, jam-packed and stuff. So hopefully we'll get them on around the, the probably between the 1st and the 12th of January. Exactly. And it'll be nice. And real quick before I bring our guest in, guys, um, got some really awesome news. So um, Jeff got his glasses today and they're, they're mm -hmm. special glasses to help with the vascular neurological thing that he's going through. Um, he looked great. He, we did a zoom test to see, you know, he was making sure that everything was still set up right in the computer to do a show. And there's a very good chance that Jeff's going to be on with us starting brothers in the Bible again, possibly this Saturday and Sunday. So I'm excited. Oh, we'll let you guys let's know keep praying for that. by Friday. So keep him in your prayers as well, that he comes back on and we start on the, the weekend shows again, brothers in the Bible and he promised me that unless he was dying in his bed, he will be on for our Christmas special, which we will be mm -hmm. doing on Monday, December 25th. I mean, if we're going to do a show a Chris called Kilted Christian, it's definitely going to do one on Christmas. So if you guys have a little bit of time during your day, it'll probably be, uh, we'll probably do an eight o'clock show, something a little bit earlier. Um, that way you can get back to your family. We'll let you guys know, but we will be doing a show on December 25th um, to very at least uh Praise our Lord Jesus. Um, thank mm -hmm. him for the blessings that we've got and Absolutely. do a little bit of praying. So that being said, Dustin, man, great to see you. You're looking great. Okay. I'm glad you're feeling better. Um, how are you doing? Thank you. It's good to be back. I'm, I'm doing well right now. Um, it's a little chilly here, but I mean, it's Florida chilly, so it's, you know, it's relative. Oh, well, I, I lived in Florida most of my life and uh, Florida gets cold. It, it's because uh, you got, we lived on the ocean. So when we got yeah. those Northeasterns, you had like, 
65, 70 mile an hour winds. He had the cold coming off of the ocean on top of, you know, so it's like, it'll be, you know, 36, but it feels, you know, in other states, like it's down in the twenties because it gets so bitter. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's it, a little bit at night, every, you know, about 30 minutes or so it gets cold here and there. Yeah, exactly. And I don't mind the cold. Um, I sleep better in the cold. <laughs> I'm, I operate better. They're like, are you sure you want to go do that outside work today? It's cold. And I'm like, yes, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. He's, he would probably be out there in shorts if, you know, he could be. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like the skinniest guy, but I got um, hot blood, you know what I'm saying? So like I, I can Scottish blood. <laughs> oh, I can hang outside. I mean, it was snowing the other day. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> I have definitely worked cold. If, it, you know, if you're bundled up, it's not too bad. Yeah. As long as I'm bundled from my waist up. So if my head's warm and my feet are warm and then I've got like a hoodie or a jacket on, like I can be in shorts a kill. Like it, it doesn't really bother me all that much. Ah, the classic kilt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and by the way, you got talking about um chemtrails and such i want to mention that i've got a bunch of stuff on that on the site uh, before i forget about it just you guys can mention that to the friend that you're going to invite on no absolutely matter of oh, fact yeah. uh, i may reach out to you um mm -hmm. if you're open that night to come on with us we'll have a great conversation sure. about it because um yeah. you know it's one thing because i still talk to people literally that don't believe that chemtrails even exist and i'm like you know did you forget what the sky looked like when you were a kid running around playing football outside because you know, back in the day we weren't stuck on Ataris or, no. or Nintendos and stuff. We were out playing outside and getting dirty. And our parents were like, I don't want to see you inside until the stink truck goes by, which is the mosquito truck for the guys that don't have them. <laughs> and then the, uh, or the lights come on. They're like, I don't want to see you. <laughs> well, for those who are skeptical about it, I have CIA director, former John Brennan talking about how they use them uh, on video, for example, and other things on there. It's uh, one of the names for this would be Operation Indigo Skyfold. And there's military whistleblowers out there. There's actually a, a growing body of evidence, not only that it's happening and why it's happening, but of course we can look up in the sky and tell the difference between a control and a chemtrail. Yes. Anyone can tell the Anyone, difference. Anyone, because now, one stays around it, all day and the other one just dissipates. I, I grew up, um, yeah. I, I've always seemed to live in a path of airplanes, except, unless, except where I'm living right now. So I lived uh, not too far from the Jacksonville airport um, when I lived in Florida. And, you know, so I would have the planes flying over my house and you get used to seeing these things every day and they didn't leave long strings of clouds behind them that lasted all day long and just looked like a tic-tac-toe board, which is what we've seen yeah. here the last couple of days. And, uh, you know, I was jokingly mentioning something earlier. Sorry, guys, a little graphic. Um, you know, I'm like, I, like, I won't have to pee. I won't have to go to the bathroom. And then I'll like hear liquid. I'm all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, I better get to the bathroom quick. Um, and then it's like, you expect to just sit there for 10 minutes, you know, but it's like, man, that, that didn't really seem worth it. And then the metallic taste. So I just jokingly mentioned that. And then other people are like, dude, I've been having the same thing, you know? So I'm mean, imagine that these chemtrails, cause the metallic taste we're all experiencing right now. Um, yeah, fl flush the body with lots of water and, and, and minerals and, and possibly something like a glutathione or, or, um, you know, some cilantro even to cleanse that type of stuff out. Well, fortunately, yeah, fortunately, I put a lot of that stuff in my food, um, yeah. you know, just to, you know, to at least eat healthy, do a little bit of cleansing. But, um, you know, we wonder, too, because a lot of us, we take showers in, in our in this water. We we drink the water we or, or if you don't, you put it in your coffee, you know, and that kind of stuff. So you're you know, it's hard to get away yeah. from this. And even, you know, people that are like, well, I drink bottled water. 
like I can promise you that that's probably even worse than what you're actually drinking out of your faucet because man yep. has touched it, manipulated it, put something else in it in order to keep it lasting a little bit longer. So your preservatives and, and Lord knows what is in everything that we consume, especially in America. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, the only way to do it is to have some sort of a personal filtration device for your family or even just for yourself. I mean, if nothing else, like a life straw. You don't want to be drinking anything that's like official city water or uh, most brands of bottled water included, including with plastic. And I only use these to drink because it has a straw and I, I put water in it. But I normally drink out of like glass. Yeah. I just get these sort of things and reuse them i'd recommend copper canteen you know, if you guys can yeah, find like copper cups and stuff like that there there's a secret to copper man it's it's a it's a, a near magic ingredient in gardening it's just incredible but we we but, actually um, yes we we already have a game plan for that uh -huh. so i mean yeah. even down to the direction that you're supposed to start, start and it. run it through the garden mm -hmm. um underground oh, yeah. yeah so yeah. we and it, and it does like and you know for the time the little bit of extra time that you put into doing this your yield that you get from your garden is like everything's way bigger and way fuller. And then we're going to go out yeah. there and play some good music too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, even, yeah, that too. Or yeah. e even just using, um, um, uh, what's it called? Copper tools, like mm -hmm. copper shovels and such. Um, Helps. there's been incredible results around the use of just because a little bit, gets into the soil over time. Mm -hmm. Now with iron and steel tools, it actually kind of breaks down the life in the soil with copper, it builds life in the soil over yes. time. So it's really just one of those um, magic secrets of the garden. Yeah, and magic too, guys. Get some copper and wear it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah, it, that's it's, another thing we need to do. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. God, that's the thing is that, you know, some of these things are like, oh, that's new age. That's all pagany. And it's like, no, God specifically said there was things put on this earth for our use. And there's a lot of things. They uh, There are a lot of pagan things out there, but a lot of them they try to throw into the new agey pagan category so that you don't use these things. And yeah. the thing is, is um, there's a lot of things that are out there that grow naturally. There's minerals and all this stuff that has these healing benefits. There's a reason that if you go into a counter at any store and you go to Echinacea, ginseng, or any number of things, at the bottom it always says dietary supplement. It's because the FDA yeah. won't allow them to put like, this is for good health. You know, they don't want you to know that. Matter of fact, um, you know, they're, yeah. they're going through right now and removing, and this is, you know, and I'm okay with it to a point, you know, cause they're removing stuff. that's probably not good for you anyways, but nonetheless, they're removing Benadryl, antihistamines. Um, they're removing, uh, NyQuil's and all of these things from the counter next year. You won't be able to go into a CVS or anything to purchase these things because they say that they have absolutely zero benefits to you. And, um, and I agree with that. Um, I, I hate the government deciding what good and what's not because, you know, it all starts somewhere. So what's going to happen next is they're going to actually remove the healing supplements that they label dietary supplements on, on the shelves. I mean, you give them a little bit of power. And at first, they, they always do something at first. You know, for instance, moving something that you're like, you know what, that should probably not be on the shelves anyways. I agree with that. But it's always a stepping stone to the next step, which is removing things that are really beneficial to us. Yeah, and um, you know, I actually own a vitamin company, redpillliving.com, mm -hmm. as you guys know. And I can tell you based on, you know, experience that I've had in that business and that trade and just as a reporter covering people who also are in that business and that trade, uh, for years now, they get their doors kicked in like Roger Stone two in the morning with big guns pointed at their little kids mm -hmm. if they 
make claims about natural supplements. It's, uh, it's that simple. There is a war against those people. Uh, I'm one of them. And we can't tell you the truth about how good our stuff really is. No, yeah, because the moment you do, like you said, you get a visit from the wrong people at the wrong time in the middle of the night, and then you never see, you never heard from again. Um, I remember uh, well, some years back, because orange, oranges is a great example. There was a time, a lot of people don't realize this, where the FDA tried to intervene and remove oranges from, it's and oranges, vitamin C's got a really good benefit to you. You know what I'm saying? It keeps you healthy. But they, they tried to classify it at one point. Because it was, I think it was scurvy or something that it that it really helped clean. So they tried to classify it as a medicine so that your average person couldn't go out and buy it. Um, that ended up changing. But then not too long ago, um, a couple of years back, there was a, a bread company that created a non-fat bread that didn't have all the preservatives and all that crap in it. Um, and the FDA came along and was like, no, we're not going to let you sell this. And they were like, well, we've already made all of this. Can we at least give it to the homeless? And they were like, no, you got to burn it. And they literally went over there and burned all of their product, which could have gone out and fed homeless people at the very least if they weren't going to. But they were like, no, you got to destroy what you've got. If these agencies ever had any sort of noble value or purpose, they have had they have been completely captive by them. Um, you know who they are. And, you know, they absolutely use them against us and they need to be completely stripped of all authority and torn down back to the Constitution. Yeah, agreed. You know, it's funny you say they, you know, I, I remember um, 10 years back, I'd be like, they, and they were like, mm -hmm. who is this they. they you're speaking of? Today you say they and everybody knows who you're talking everybody about. Knows who they are now. They're like, oh and they, yeah. And we're really at that point where like that they are freaking out, losing the narrative and like stressing. I can give you some specific examples. I've actually started to to track some of this because I'm starting to, to spot a pattern. So like they have started, the tide has turned, they're losing the tide, um, they're losing the narrative, they're losing control, and the whole world is going against them. Oh yeah. It's really incredible. You, you see them complaining online, like far, like for example, from a far left social justice warrior, Jewish person complaining about how all of the other far left radicals are turning against Israel right now. And you know, um, on the right, there's sort of a split down right down the middle of MAGA on this Gaza issue. So it's happening. Oh yeah. No, it's the thing that was that um they've used manipulation. They this this world is absolutely insane. And every time we talk, I'm like, man, can it get any more crazy? And it somehow does. Everything does. Yeah. It's gonna you get know, a little crazier, but I, I actually I think um society polite society, you know, staying in your house, not looking out your window with a gun, making sure no one's out there. That's not going to last too much longer. People no. need to either tribe up or die. Exactly. You know, and we, we always feel like, I, I just, I feel like we're on the precipice. We're on the verge bad. of people sh will have to tribe up or die. I'm oh, sorry. they will. Now there's, there's, there's not going to be a choice. And that's the thing is that, you know, I watch, um, I watch the stupid decisions that a lot of the liberals are making right now. And, you know, they're, they're literally supporting th things that are you like, do you have any clue what you're out there supporting? And they think that, you know, if they stand behind it, they're right. And that if they stand behind it, then they'll be okay when everything, you know, moves forward. And I'm thinking like, you guys are gonna be the first ones they go after because you're weak. You know, yeah, we're, we're going to be a bigger problem for the tyrannical and the, and the deep state than anybody is because yeah. what we're willing to fight, you know, for our freedoms. So I imagine that a lot of those, those people, the progressives that are out here supporting this stuff are going to be the first ones to get taken out.
Well, they're, they're focusing using the IRS and sort of other yeah, ways right now, like not hiring any white people, for example, mm-hmm. ever since the uh, COVID bailout money at the corporate or government level, unless absolutely necessary. These sort of tactics are being used to deplete us and to drain us and to get us more softened up. And then they're hoping something more like France, you know, where, where jihadis will get mad at us for what they're doing to Muslim babies in Gaza and Christians, uh, blowing up Christian churches also. Uh, that, you know, basically they'll run around, start cutting off heads and hands like they did in France. Um, and, and there is probably some truth to that, but we do have guns here. So, I, you know, they're trying to poison us. They're trying to starve us out. But I think their ultimate plan is to Ukraine us and basically just, you know, Zelensky style draft everybody they can get, man, woman and child, old and young, uh, crippled and, and infirm, uh, the way that Zelensky is doing to all of the white Christians, native Ukrainians. Uh, yeah. That's basically what they're planning to do to the West and sort of send this into the meat grinder, just march us into the landmines and bullets. No, exactly. You know, and I'm going to carry on here in a second. You know, Sierra Poodle, I don't believe anything the FDA has to tell me. Anything with the three letters. There's only one three letters that I believe everything that they have to tell me, and that is G-O-D. Anything else that's a three letter, I'm like, no, I don't believe you. Matter of fact, it's kind of like this. You know, I, I you know, when they tell me something... I assume it's the opposite at this point. Yeah, they're F- out to get you. They're all out. FBI, CIA, all of them. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. And that's right, guys. I said it. I know you're watching. <laughs> and and, and all, like this wasn't the first vaccine that was poisoned. They were always poisoned. Everyone, the of guy, them. yeah. The fa- the father of the godfather of vaccines, Jonas Salk, wrote a book called Survival of the Wisest. And guess who's the wisest? Not the people taking the vaccine. Oh, I'll man. just save you having to read it. No, it's not them. And the thing is, though, I think this one was just kind of an eye opener because, you know, generally, you you know, at certain age, somebody will take something here. Somebody will take a vaccine here, especially when you're children. But this is one of those few that everyone was taking all at one time because they were they weren't being forced, but they were being forced. You know what I'm saying? Like we still had the ability to make a choice, but a lot of people were like, well, I can't afford to lose my job and all this other stuff. So they were taking it. Um, I'm surprised that I'm hearing a lot more people that took it that are actually openly regretting it, saying I will never take another one, which is good. I just wish that, you know, you had made that decision a little bit earlier. Um, but, but, you know, but it's also, you know, you have a lot of courage to say something now, but what happens when they go right back to doing what they did last time? Are you going to hold that line um, and not take it? Are you willing to give up your job this time rather than take a vaccination? Yeah. And, and frankly, um, it may be too late with the genetic damage done. I mean, Ugh. you can't take it back out. I don't really want to say that. My grandmother and other people I know have yeah. taken it. Yeah. I hope that's not the case. Um, but, you know, they, these things, they, they planned it for a long time. They knew what they were doing. Um, they knew that there would, for example, be a fertility drop-off afterwards. We, we've hit a cliff. People are not having babies, normal babies, no. uh, that you know, anymore. And um, except in Israel, they're still having babies at normal rates in Israel. Yeah, because they they, they probably didn't. I don't know. Was it was uh, Israel really one of the higher vaccinated places? Or did they just tell us it was? Um, uh, yes, no, maybe, but also doesn't matter. Yeah. So officially, yes, probably no. They're not taking their own poison. Hell no. It's no. like the, the stuff that like, you know, the Biden gets in the fake jabs and such on camera. Yes. Uh, however, 
if you actually look into the, the damage that it does, it targets the ACE receptors in the lungs of primarily white people. It actually skips Jewish and Asian people for the most mm -hmm. part. So it won't cause as much damage to them with the spike protein. So it's actually something that was genetically engineered as RFK Jr. said uh, to not target the Jews. Yeah. You know, and he kind of backed off that real quick. Yeah, he, yeah, exactly. They all kind of do. Um, and we're, you know, now they're out there threatening the next big thing, which would be, uh, you know, the the cyber attack. That's kind of their 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 thing for the moment. And then um, Russia came out and said that they've recently discovered that there's actually more people that they've they've proven now that they're working on the next quote bioweapon, you know, for the next whatever to scare everybody back into submission. And you know, it's it's ironically like this literally. If you look at the timing of this, it's the same exact timing that happened last time. So what will happen is if it does happen, it'll it'll appear somewhere about the end of June or end of January, right about what State of the Union um, time. Um, and then it'll push forward through, guess what, the election every single time. And, and at the U.N. inner dialogue right now, uh, the, the conversations that they're having at these big meetings are basically um, including co comments like, well, they'll pay attention. They didn't pay attention to all of these other issues that happened, but they'll pay attention to the coming water famine crisis. Yeah. Like what, 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 <laughs> what water famine crisis? So we know what, you know, that's one of the plans that they're, they're bringing up. And, uh, we also have to concern ourselves with some of the others that they're, they're also discussing. I mean, the second pandemic, um, CBDCs, central currency that they can program and use against us, uh, all of the different, uh, you know, fun things that they've thought up in La La Land over there, uh, to, to push on us, force us into. And when they start to activate that with the vaccinated people's, you know, Mac addresses and hardware, it's just, it's the mark of the beast. Yeah, exactly. You have to turn it on with and the that's, software. That's the whole thing, you know, because I did a video, you know, the, the pan, or fear is the pandemic, you know, and that was ultimately what it was because, you know, the flu, these, the, whatever, they just don't disappear. Whatever, you know, people were getting sick from, you know, whether it be the poisons that you're eating every single day or whatever, like all of that stuff just disappears and is replaced with the new fear tactic. And, you know, and it's so funny too, because um, everyone I know that got sick during that time period got over it pretty quick. You know what I'm saying? Maybe a week, but I mean, you know, we, we all go through this at some point where you, you get that one little something bad week or whatever, where you're just feeling terrible and you gotta, you know, sit and heal yourself, um, detox, whatever it is, you know, but, but fear, it was ultimately all of this is 100% about fear. And, you know, I always stress the point is that, you know, there's a reason that um, scripture mentions fear not, you know, Devo said it right here, fear not over and over and over and over again, because fear itself is, is worse for your body than anything they're trying to tell you you've got. Fear actually weakens your cells and makes them more mm -hmm. susceptible to sickness. Absolutely. Right along with stress, right along with anything, you know, when you hear about people that, um, you know, with, with quote, the terminal diseases. And, you know, so they won't, they won't even know that they had anything. They go to a doctor for a checkup. The doctor's like, uh, I'm afraid to tell you this, but you've got cancer. And all of a sudden, like three months, they're going downhill. And it's because, you know, you start, your, your brain is your worst enemy. Sometimes you start overthinking everything. You start freaking out, stressing out fear. Um, and like you said, your cells, your, everything just completely changes. And you do, you ultimately make yourself unhealthy. Oh, you're on mute. 
Sorry. That's right. And they make themselves very wealthy off these treatments like chemo and radiation and surgeries and such. And all of them are bad and unnecessary. Chemo actually causes aggressive forms of cancer. And of course, you know, radiation and such, and these things make your hair fall out. They, they, they for, I've actually had a, a great aunt who was a real sweet lady, my, my grandmother's sister, uh, funny lady, great sense of humor. And I saw her sort of waste away on, on chemo and could barely even leave the house and visit people for, for dinners or anything. Um, all because the doctors convinced them that they had to take this poison in order to get rid of something that was not bothering them that much before. And in fact, there are better ways to deal with it. Cancer is in fact a modern disease. It, it was not there with ancient mummies. They've never found any ancient forms of cancer. It's all a modern thing because they're doing it to us. All of the things that we have are either lacks of salt and minerals or we're being poisoned. Or poisoned, exactly. You know, because you've got things, um, you know, when it all goes down to the vaccines, because, you know, ultimately what you do is you, you create something and you have people all afraid. So all of a sudden they're willing to take vaccines, they're willing to take the medicine. So what are they doing? They're taking a poison for nothing that even existed really at, at, at the, you know, the beginning. You know, you've got um, all these mental illnesses right now, um, attention deficit disorder, those. like all of these things that, yeah exactly it didn't even exist until um you know these vaccinations started pushing out and then um and then the worst one worse than vaccinations is is media um because everybody else is you know buying into what they're saying and now look where we are like you said with the the trannies and all this other craziness that were going on is that people are literally buying into what they never would have bought into before and i laugh every time i see the whole teacher gets up there and they're like hey Two plus two can equal five. And I'm like, did you you guys read 1984? They literally, you guys are saying what he was saying you were going to say. They use it as a blueprint. They're not very creative. Um, And, you know, Orwell, frankly, he had a a very insider's look at what was coming. And, you know, he backed out of it quickly because he himself was not Jewish. But frankly, um, the tribe is always where evil is you know and yeah. where the tribe is there's sort of like a darkness gathers like mordor and sauron lord of the rings like the dark evil lands it's like that spiritually it's a, a spiritual stagnation begins uh, a rancor and odor begins uh, anywhere that they have power if they set up a synagogue suddenly like rates of child trafficking and evil and and crime everything just go through the freaking roof and it's the same thing with you know these um freemason temples and such where they have power where they are in power uh evil is uh, always more present it's yeah. just where the fish uh what's the analogy that the, the um, it rots from the the fish rots from the head down yes it's like that with society yeah. it, it, basically every institution of power everywhere you look the fish is rotting from the head down because the fish is made of jews yeah yeah at the head at least yeah exactly and, and it's the thing is that you know we're watching this you know we were discussing before the show you know about you know, how God, you know, and we'll get into the discussion. We actually, it was a pretty good conversation about how, you know, we are the children of God and, you know, you have to look at yourself sometimes, you know, as a parent and what would you do to keep your kid in line, to keep your kid, to be a good kid and, you know, discipline, um, and punishment sometimes is part of that. You know, my mom used to tell me all the time, you know, I don't know how many times she said, don't touch that pot. It's hot, you know, but I had to touch that pot. And then one day I touched the pot, but guess what? I never did again. I never touched that pot. And sometimes God, you know, as Jeff, Jeff says, he said, you know, my brother, Jeff, he says, sometimes you got, you know, God has to pull his hand off the earth 
and then let things happen. You know, let things, um, let people get what they think they wanted to realize how bad they don't want it. And a lot of people are going to end up coming to God because of that. And I've seen, you know, a major movement towards Christianity um, over the last couple of years, which is phenomenal. I'm so happy to see it. And the people that are now finding God um, are jumping head first. They're, they're going into a full force. They're not going into it like, well, I'll check this out. Like they're going into a full force because they realize time is short. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, exactly. So sure. speaking of time is short. Um, okay. So I've been keeping an eye, I always keep an eye on the border. Cause I live down there. I spent, you know, a good month and a half down at the border myself. Um, you know, just investigating what was going on so I could bring it back to people and tell them what's really happening as compared to what they're telling you is happening. So today, oddly enough on, um, it was, a uh, um, what's her name? The, the lady on, on outnumbered. Oh, um, Faulkner. Um, Faulkner. Harris Faulkner. Yeah. She actually made the comment today. She goes, because there was a huge, over the last month, we've had more people. Um, the groups are bigger than they ever have been. So in my opinion, it's like they're on a time limit right now. They're, they're running against the clock. So why are they pushing all these people through? So they're noticing it. And she brought up the point that I've been bringing up forever. Where are the children? Where are the women? They're all fighting age men. Yeah. Well, you, you, um, it's like with um, when when you're going to poison an enemy or sneak up on an enemy or anything else or invade an enemy, you you sort of like go stealth at first, and then at the end when they start to notice, that's when you send the horde. The doors have been open for some time. People are starting to wake up and starting to climb to the walls and shake off the sleep, and starting to actually watch off the walls now, sort of metaphorically speaking. Yeah. And now the horde is like, oh hell, we have to get in the doors quickly and that's basically what's happening because we're about to slam those doors closed and clean house yeah and and that's the thing is that they fortunately texas at least well i mean it could be just another you know circus to get us going okay cool they're doing something is now have the permission to start arresting illegals um which is great but they're still shipping them off to other countries it's like no get rid of them kick them back over to where they they just walked across because you know, we know that times are going to get rougher as we move into next year. In my opinion, like, I wouldn't be surprised, and I, I don't want this. I'm not asking for it, but I don't, wouldn't be surprised if something happened over the holiday weekend because they're kind of setting the stage right now. Even um, Mike Adams, or Adams, the mayor over in New York, made a comment when he asked about New York. He goes, that's the thing about New York. You can wake up on any given day and have buildings fall down from planes crashing into, you know, so... It's they, they put these things out and they're almost like kind of preparing you in a way and setting the stage. Um, yeah, yeah. They, they're, well, they're, they're also having a rebellion within the, the, the left and within the sort of the ranks that they've generally held control over. It started with Trump a little bit. Some women came back and, and blacks for Trump, Latinos for Trump and mm -hmm. such. But it has really escalated since Gaza. And now, um, you know, you're starting to see the whole far left uh, mechanism, you know, turn against Jews and, you know, except Antifa because they're primarily Jewish. So like BLM and such are out there having pro-Palestinian, yes. uh, uh, you know, anti-Jewish, you know, sentiments now. So basically they have they, they have trained all of the people here that have come over from other nations uh, to look for privilege in white people mm -hmm. they have been they have basically been trained with sort of uh victim martyrhood you know the the, the guilt uh, the victimhood olympics you know whoever the bigger victim is wins and they have been trained to look for privilege and spot white privilege right 
Yes. Well, now they're starting to realize whites don't have privilege anymore. The Jews do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whites don't and have the Jews privilege. are really scared of that. Yeah, I always joke about it. I'm like, you know, I might grew up white, but I never got my privilege card. I never I did know get what you're talking privilege. about, man. I've had to work my butt off for everything. And, and you know, I was reading yeah. something the other day. And this is another example, too. You know, you know, the old thing they say, you know, white or excuse me, black people or people of color can't be racist, but white people can. So, you know, yeah, a, like a group of, of uh, colored people can gang up and beat a white guy to death, not a hate crime. But a guy who's white turns his head sideways with the question look on their face and that's a hate crime. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. but they do the same thing with religion as well. So you've got like, um, you know, they don't go after most religions. They don't, you don't hear people like going after Hindu. You don't hear them going after Buddhism. You don't hear them going after Islam. And if you ever do, they have some word like anti-Semitism for the Jews. You know what I'm saying? Like you're an anti-Semite, you're anti-Semite, but there's, there's no protection. Yeah, yeah. But there's no word like that for Christians who are literally the most persecuted people in this entire world. They're, there is. They're, you don't, you, they're putting in, or they're allowing you to do your, your um, Islamic prayers and stuff in schools. It's um, a word we don't use much anymore. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you, you go ahead. It, the word is antichrist. Yeah, yeah, antichrist. They're antichrist. They hate us because they're antichrist. And yeah, so, and to me, that just gives me more power in my faith. It's like, dude, you, you're not you're not going after any other religion, but you're coming after us trying to get rid of us like crazy. It's like the only thing that I can think of is you guys know that this is a truth. And that we're going to end up prevailing. So the best thing that you can do, the best thing the devil can do is convince people that this isn't worth it. Remove it from everything and hope at some point to erase it from existence, which is why I always love the term, you know, um, Matt and Hev always says in here about, um, you know, writing the scripture in your heart. Because, you know, at some point, and I can promise you, it's not too far off. They're going to come for our Bibles. They're going to start burning Bibles. And it's the one thing that I loved about the whole Scottish society is the Scots knew. They knew what the Romans, they knew that the Brits were going to come in and burn all their, their literature and all of their wisdom and all of their knowledge of herbs and, and planting and stuff. They knew that. So instead of writing things down, um, they passed it from generation to generation. The father would teach the boy everything and it was all in the mind. So then that per, that child will grow up and end up teaching his child the same thing. So you would literally have to kill all of these people rather than just burning a bunch of books to get rid of this knowledge. And, you know, that's why, you know, it's important to really understand at the very least, if you can't memorize scripture, like I can't is to know the book, know what it's about, know what God is telling us and so forth. Um, because they would literally have to kill you in order to remove that. And, well, you know, that's, that's gonna... a kill I'm willing to die on. They are planning to outlaw um, the reading of the Bible, including especially the Old Testament, uh, under the Noahide laws. And they're basically trying to move toward you know, more open endorsement of death penalty and beheadings. And, and uh, mm. you know, Trump's talking about being a dictator a lot lately and joking about it and such and going yes. after the enemies of Israel and all that. You know, the rhetoric is starting to ramp up and you can see that the Hollywood uh, not controlled by China, like Alex Jones says, but controlled <laughs> by the Jews. Uh, is really starting to push race war and civil war type themes uh, with big movies like the, uh, I think it's called the American Society of Magical Negroes. Yeah, the, the, is, that's a is, quote is, comedy yeah. that's supposed to be coming out. And it literally yeah. in the commercial or in the and, trailer, it says that, that white people are the most dangerous animals on earth. 
it's, I think it says, yeah, bored white people are the most dangerous animals on earth. And they're absolutely right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is because, you know, at some point we're going to end up standing up for what we need to, we're going to end up rebelling. Yeah. We discussed this at the beginning or, you know, before the show is that, you know, as Christians, we are passive as meaning we're not aggressive. We weren't meant to go in and start battles and start wars, but God certainly doesn't want us sitting on our hands and just letting people come and take what's what's ours and kill us. There's going to be a point here where um, good people are forced to do questionable things, you know, in order to protect their families and so forth. And, and, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, you're not going to avoid this. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to do what you need to, to protect. And, you know, and I, I, you know, the thing is, is even if you're armed, there's only so much that we can do, you know, there's, we're going to have to pray a whole lot, you know, because first of all, remember, this is a spiritual battle is between, you know, spirit, not, you know, flesh and blood. Um, but, uh, nonetheless, you know, we got to be prepared and, you know, somebody brought up, I think it was Diva brought it up earlier saying that, uh, you know, the price of, uh, of ammunition is about to just skyrocket next year. And they know what they're doing because like I said, they're going to make it unaffordable. At least they're like, well, we can't get rid of it. We know by law, I mean, our constitution keeps it, you know, us having the ability to protect ourselves. So they're just going to market so much that people, you know, can't afford it. Or at the very least aren't going to the gun range any longer because they can't afford just to go wasting freedom seeds. Well, they, they are, uh, it's one of the ways that they're trying to deplete us and weaken us financially at every angle that they can, health at every angle, freedoms at every angle, um, trying to drink, you know, drag us into wars, ruin our names. All the immigrants that come across are military age young men, as you point out. And, you know, if they rape our children, they get a free pass. If we stand up to them and say, I don't like that, we go to jail as terrorists. And I've seen, they own, yeah. Yeah. They, you know it's true, and then we it, not always true, but uh, it's absolutely true in certain situations, and it's growing as a problem out of far left cities, and, and it's it's becoming a more national problem. Um, you're not safe anywhere, including far right little towns, because they're going to drop a train on you sometime full of immigrants, um, and that's basically the theme that we're seeing play out. At yeah. some point, this system breaks down, the food stops being supplied, and and they're trying to, you know. Uh, basically destroy farming and pay farmers to not farm and, mm-hmm. and uh, destroy the farming system and then destroy the farming uh, distribution system and the, the buildings that uh, process and, you know, uh, pack the food and all of that. I mean, hundreds of them are being destroyed and we're having a chemical incident every two days roughly Easily. in America. Yeah. So, you know, it's not even just the chemtrails. I mean, they are trying to destroy us in every way possible that we don't notice, basically. So it's about surviving until, like, the normies wake up or they're dead and there aren't any normies left and they come for you and your family, in which case don't let them take you alive because they already consider you a terrorist. And look at what they're doing to people for jaywalking on J6. What will they do to you? What will they do to your children? Exactly. You know, and like you were just saying, too, is that, you know, they can can violate your, your daughter and get away with it. But the moment you oppose it and you're like, that is wrong, or you try to do something about it, you're the one that goes to jail. And a big part of that is how do you make people submit? You, you scare them so many times that they're like, um, I, I don't want to cause any problems. I don't want to end up in prison or anything like that. But, you know, what's the next step is we're going to end up dead. And, and you made a great point is that, you know, one of our greatest strengths going forward is going to be unity coming together as a community in order to take care and protect one another. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be like little, little city armies almost. God, God, 
calls for us to look to the widow and the orphan and the people who can't take care of themselves, the weak and and the that, that includes like the elderly and the poor and the homeless. You know, and I'm not saying go endorse some drug addicts, you know, habit and and enable them because um, I have you know drug addicts in my family. And I I don't suggest you give them cash at all, but I am saying that you know God calls for us who are strong to protect those who are not, and I think that the time is coming for us to realize that. The Bible is filled with war because God's people were warriors. We were called to be righteous and hate evil. Um, you know, there's there's certainly uh, turn the other cheek stuff with other believers, but uh, with non-believers, we're basically called to conquer in his name. Yeah, in, in his name, exactly. Like we, we have to stand up for our Lord. And like I said, we, we weren't meant to be offenders. We weren't meant to go start problems, but we certainly are here to... Well, you know, the world, the world is uh, under the Jewish leadership accusing us of being sort of colonialists or whatever, yeah. but the world largely before we came, were eating each other and, you know, uh, sacrificing their babies and engaging in cannibalism and child sacrifice to, uh, to Baal under various names, Quetzalcoatl, Lapalo, et cetera. So same guy, uh, they were all worshiping giant Jews, ancient Jews, the cone-headed giants of, uh, Genesis six. And we basically saved them with God's word. Yeah. We brought them technology and cell phones, et cetera. Um, white people are not perfect. Not all whites are Israelites, et cetera, but there are prophecies around how we were supposed to spread the word of God. Yeah. For example, other than that, we basically just let him down over and over, but his word is true. And we did fulfill all the prophecies and we spread the word of God to the world. And, and you know, all, we've blessed the world with, you know, uh, our, our innovation and our technology and such. Um, but now they are starting to turn the world against us in this, calling us colonialists, inverting history, calling us evil, saying we're slavers. We ended slavery. In fact, we ended. In fact, I haven't seen the Jews this mad since the Christians took away their slaves. Yeah. No, and you're right. You know, it's um, it's been impossible to remove it. Christianity, like I said, the, the belief in Christ has existed the, the time. It's existed time. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, it's moved on. It's here today. It was there thousands of years ago. Um, so yeah. So now they got to change their tax, just like they always do. Just like they, they change the term magic into pharmacy and so forth. You know what I'm saying? They just rename everything. And now, like I said, they're like, you just said they're, um, next thing that we're going to, to work against the Christians is to convince the world that we are the problem makers. We're the ones that have, you know, taken over the land from the Indians or whatever excuse they want to use. I um, mean, now the same thing with the immigrants coming in here. I don't, I haven't met a person. It's like, I'm anti-immigration. We're, we're a country of it, you know, but everyone's like, I want legal because we want to know who's here and who's not. But even that, you know, you've got the progressives out there trying to say, you guys are a bunch of hateful bigots because you don't want other people coming in this, this country. And it's like, no, I don't want them coming in in that large mass, not knowing where they're going and not who and knowing who they are, because the rest of the immigrants that are here in this country that are here legally came in, they assimilated into the country, they became part of the country. And it's no different than me when I go to France or I go to Scotland or any other any place in the world. I don't bring America to Scotland or America to France. I embrace their culture while I'm there. That's yeah. part of the beauty of culture. Yeah, variety is a spice of life when it comes to culture, and it's it's great to travel and sample the different cultures. But if you went to Japan and you went, you just looked around and saw a bunch of like uh, Spanish or black people or something, you'd be like, found some Japanese guy, like where are all the Japanese people? And he's just like, mm. yeah. it'd be kind of weird, right? Yeah. 
Um, it's exactly what they're doing to us. This is only happening to Western white nations for a reason. Mm -hmm. Now, um, some of the other demographics are okay with that. You know, they, they're okay with replace whitey because they're being told by the Jews that they're going to have a stake in this. But the Jews are laughing the whole time saying, we're going to enslave all those dumb Kushites, which is what they call black people. Yeah. And they're going to uh, uh, basically enslave all the yellow and brown people that are left after they kill all the white Christians and outlaw Christ. That's their plan. That has always been their plan. Um, it won't actually come to pass. Obadiah 18 says they're the ones who get wiped out completely. However, they do push us to the brink. Um, we are a remnant that needs saving by the time Jesus comes. Amen. Amen. You know, and, and you watch, um, you know, just the example, like you were saying, you know, the, it's like every movie that you watch, you know, you've got like your protagonist and your antagonist, and you got the guy that, that goes in there and helps the antagonist, you know, thinking that he'll be protected. But that guy always ends up getting killed by the antagonist because That's once wrong. they no longer have a use for you, you're done. You're nothing but a pawn. They'll put you right in front of the battlefield so that you're the ones that are taken out. And that's ultimately what's happening right now with the immigrants that are coming in here is, you know, I, I was um, I was reading an article the other day and the guy was was really well written about what he you know the way that he described this is that um, America hasn't been in a major war other than the civil war you know those those type of things we've never been in any of the world wars because we're a hard country to invade you know a it's hard to get to the center of the country you're not gonna it, this isn't gonna be red dawn where you look up in the sky and see russians parachuting into your backyard in montana somewhere or michigan you know what i'm saying like you're not gonna see this um the only way to do it is to be sneaky and that would be to have the the fighters already here in our country you just don't realize that's what they're here for until they get that call. And people used to talk about sleeper cells a lot back in, you know, the, um, the cold war era, you know, the Russians, the sleeper cells, they were in our country. They were here. You just didn't know it. And they were just waiting for their, their go call. And that's basically what we're looking at right now is, you know, whether it's the United nations or whoever it is literally building an army right here in the country, they've destroyed our military. Um, you know, the, the, um, recruitment rate was 48,000 under what it was supposed to be. We haven't seen numbers this low since world war one. This is how long it's been since we've had this low of numbers. So what do you do now that we don't have Americans joining? Now you have spots and they're like, well, we need to fill these uh, positions. So let's allow the immigrants into our military. Now your average American, if they're told by a, a, a superior officer, I want you to raise arms against that citizen. They're going to question it. They're going to be like, I don't know. They're still Americans. I don't think this is right. But someone from a foreign land doesn't have that connection. They'll be like, okay, I'll do it. That's exactly what happened under Mao. The, um, the famous incident in Tiananmen Square where the little man stood up to the tank. Yeah, you know, that. that was a local man in a local tank driving. Uh, later that night, they shifted out the locals uh, and brought in soldiers from a different province. And that's when the massacre began. Yeah. Just next door neighbors. That's oh. all it takes. They'll and, still kill you. Exactly. Yeah. So you just imagine someone from a different culture who their whole lives has been like America's the evil. And I'm not going to disagree with them. I mean, we got some evil leadership in this country. Button. But, a lot of lefties are in the military and they're happy to pull that trigger. And they're happy. They will, pull, they will pull that trigger in yeah. a heartbeat against the citizen. Especially because, okay, so earlier this or last week, we talked about a movie that was produced by Michelle and Barack Obama called Leave the World Behind. <laughs> and then um, and we, found, it, yeah. we found a little, because uh, there were Easter eggs all hidden in that film. And we found one um, at the very end 
that talked about um i can't remember the name but it was a roman that was uh assassinated and it ended up creating a civil war and that was what that easter egg hint was all about and then all of a sudden um within the last week they started releasing a new trailer for a movie called civil war and it's all about a modern day civil war in the united states of america and if you watch the trailer it literally goes out of its way to make the patriotic american loving people as the crazies well the thing is um you know, they need the military to be able to enforce anything against us physically, and they don't have it, and nobody wants to join. And even if they're not vaccinated and get a bunch of immigrants to join, they're basically going to have a competency issue. Um, there are examples. I, I, I could give you probably numerous examples just from South Africa of a couple of white redneck type dudes holding off 50 type uh, or, you know, not maybe not 50, but 30 or 40 gang members uh, who are black and untrained because there's just a competency issue. And it goes actually back to the, the founding of South Africa because it was actually a white Dutch colony and the Battle of Blood Creek when the sort of the African tribes came together to try to take the land from the uh, Dutch colonists. And it basically like, I think about 500 men had zero deaths against 10,000 plus and blood ran everywhere yeah. because it's a competency issue. It's the same thing. It, 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 we are the most warlike race on planet earth. When we go to war, we devastate continents. No one will win against us if we decide to fight. Yeah. And, and the thing is, though, is, you know, the veterans are going to be one of the best allies, which is why they treat them so bad and they keep them unhealthy and so forth, because they are going to ultimately be the biggest problem. They're trying to kill them off. They're as quick as trying possible. to kill them off along with the, the elders who, who bring who hold the wisdom. They're trying to get rid of them as quickly as they can. And then it's easy to taint the children and doctrine. So they just go that route with the kids. Um, but, you know, we're looking at, at just some very crazy. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just want to point out that uh, it's actually sort of inverted in one example. And this is funny because, uh, you know, I'm a conservative guy. I'm always on the right of politics. But in one way, the left is ahead of the right, generally. That's in the distrust of Israel and the Jews. Mm -hmm. Twice as many people on the left, according to some polls, distrust the Jews than on the right. And when you get to younger generations, you basically start to see an inversion where over 50% of young people realize the jews are the problem see but the sad don't part, trust the jews but yeah. a lot of older conservative you know wiser people on most issues trust israel mm -hmm. yeah you're right you know, the modern because israel. they've always been taught that, you know they're they're and this how many times you heard the term israel is our greatest allies so so you're seeing our own allies right now defending what's happening in gaza and palestine and they're basically just saying well then you love the terrorists and that's what they're telling us people that normally agree with us on everything else are suddenly hateful at us and would be happy to just see us dead in some cases and just hate you know screaming stuff at us on on gab and such i'm getting a lot of that right now oh, yeah because i share <laughs> some of the graphic images of what's happening to these uh, palestinian babies getting blown up I mean, it's horrifying. I'm, I have trouble sleeping. No, exactly. And the thing is, though, is that, you know, where we can sit back and be like, look, we're being played. They're, 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 they're trying to get you to team up with one of the two enemies. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, neither one of them have our best interest in mind. Um, you know, where we can sit back and be like, uh-uh, I'm not, I don't support any of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is all a big facade to get us to start dividing us more and more. So you literally have people out there, um, you know, my favorite are the uh, LGBTQ, ZR plus people that are out there supporting um, Hamas, you know, as if as if Hamas would welcome into their tribe and be like, here, come fight with us. It's like, no, they'll, they'll kill you. 
Um, you know, so we, we're dealing with, uh, like I said, they're trying to pull us in. The quickest way to defeat us is to divide us. And that's the quickest way to do it is because everyone has a, everyone wants to choose a team. You know what I'm saying? Whether it be a football game, whether it be Pepsi versus Coke or a war between nations. Um, well, there's no, uh, there's no sides here. It's, uh, it's Israel basically subjugating and occupying and ethnically cleansing a bunch of kids. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no side. I mean, Hamas is Israel too. Hamas was started by Israel by and the CIA. It, yeah, by the Mossad. So it's it's basically just Israel, a government, a nation with like tanks and planes dropping bombs on babies who are just trying to survive and are starving to death as it is. So, I mean, there's really, and it's not, it's not like taking sides in like the greater issue of Muslim versus uh, uh, Judaism or anything like that. Obviously, we don't want to invite a bunch of Muslims in our nation, but they didn't want to come until we started to bomb their nations. Exactly. So, there is an issue here, but the issue is not Muslims suddenly wanting to come over here and behead us. It's like what 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 started that trend? Yeah, we yeah we instigated it. Well, it's I mean they call us the great Satan and talk about fighting back, and they're they're willing to sacrifice their lives to blow themselves up just to get even with us because they're seeing their fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters and children blown up uh, around them where they grew up, and they're like, wow, this American money and Jewish bombs everywhere, just killing us left and right. I can't blame them for being radicalized. I, I certainly can't blame them for hating us. I, I think we should too. not be supporting it. Yeah. I just want them to know that it's not us. It's our government and See, we don't support them in their war either. Exactly. And it's really, it's the Jews killing us and turning us against each other. And that's it's sort of where we are. The world is waking up to that fact right now. In fact, Kanye was a, a point on this walk. Um, you know, what's happened in Gaza was an another point on this walk. But we're getting very near the end of this where uh, they have lost all narrative and everybody realizes it's the Jews all the time and all they can do is lie all the time. And everybody's just sort of watching them, waiting for weakness. And that's we're seeing the circling of the wagon right now. All of the usual characters that are you know out there effectively defending various psyops are, are just hitting a wall on this issue. Yeah. And like, like Alex Jones looks stupid when he tries to say China controls Hollywood. Really no, but that's the whole thing. It's like, let's divert everybody's attention away. And, yeah. you know, like you just said perfectly, you know, is it we, we all need at some point to sit back and go, this isn't the people. This is the governments that are creating all the problem. And then, and then we feel the need, because like you said, I'll admit that, you know, I don't, I can't remember, I was probably like maybe 16 years old when I realized that our government was a big part of the problem. Um, and I realized, you know, the, a friend explained it to me this way is that, you know, when you look at, you know, even Republican and Democrat, you know, it's a quarter, a quarter has a heads and a tails, but it's still the same damn coin. That's the way that he, and I'm just like, you know, you're right. Um, so then I started realizing that it was all a big problem. Um, so I started, once I realized that I started looking over at other nations going, okay, it's not the people, it's the government. And on my show, when I say something about, you know, Britain and, and, you know, what I'm saying I always say the government, it's not the people because the people are being drawn into this. But you do have a lot of people that are being indoctrinated and they're falling right in line, hoping that they're going to remain safe and be OK when this all goes down. But like we said earlier, you know, everyone is going to be in danger. They don't care because you yeah. sat back and supported their ideology that you're, they're going to protect you. They're evil. It's like it's like thinking that. You know, if you do something nice for the penguin, the penguin's going to be like, I will take care of you. You know, the penguin's going to kill you. Yeah, you can turn your kids over to them. You can you can bend over to them. You can give them all your money. You can say, please don't hurt me. But they were still coming for your throat. Yeah. 
you know, so people are need to wake up and need to wake up quick. But fortunately, I'm seeing that. So I've got a couple of clips that I want to play. And, I, you know, we'll have a little discussion about it. The first thing I found this meme, and this is awesome. I, every now and then I find something like, yeah, this is well said. Um, it says, if you think you've blown God's plan for your life, rest in this. You, my beautiful friend, are not that powerful. <laughs> That's so well That's said. Cute. Yeah, I, I love that. <laughs> like every now and then I come across one that just makes me smile like pretty big. Um, you know, so we're watching all kinds of illusions right now before I get into, you know, any of these clips. Like one of them, um, you know, people are that were bad are now pretending to be good. People that were good or bad, you know what I'm saying? Like there's this flip-flop, you know, like the Pompeius we thought we could trust are untrustworthy. Now you've got the Fetterman, which we all didn't trust and hated, who's coming out and sounding more like a Republican um, than a Democrat, you know, with all the stuff that he's been saying recently. Like I'm convinced they, they switched this dude out <laughs> personally. Well, a lot of people fall for this, but like, for example, Elon Musk was a recent example. He just sort of started getting into politics, bought Twitter, uh, made everybody trust it again, is still pushing Neuralink and Starlink. And what star is he linking us to? But by the way, I looked at the symbolism <laughs> on the Starlink box, and it's the same symbolism as the fallen angel engraved on a rock from the ancient alien show, um, which they tried to say was aliens, of course, but it's the same symbol. It basically looks like a sort of half circle with a downward thing in it, uh, like an angel falling from heaven with wings. And that's basically oh, the wow. link on their box over there. Yeah, it's all in the symbolism. So, you know, he is uh, himself uh, the spawn of a Satanist, and he himself is probably a Satanist and has dated and uh, copulated with and created children with Satanists. And I don't know where we like have to go with this, or how yeah. much evidence we need, but like uh, he's into like near linking us with the stars, mm -hmm. yeah. the bad stars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then like in the transhumanism and he's literally not a, he's not a hero. Yeah. But, and then, but lately everybody thinks he's the freedom. He's a free speech guy. He's a hero of free speech, even though like first thing he did was like ban Kanye and a bunch of other stuff. And he never actually unbanned all the most censored people like myself. So yeah, it's all a lie. Yeah, he he's uh Kester Scott Skesterson still banned too. Like I said, there was a group that they banned and never even thought about looking back. And that was I was an advocate for getting Scott back on for a while, and I was like, hey, they're not gonna listen to me. You know what well, I'm saying? He, like everyone yeah. should have the ability to say what they want to, and no one should be able to say, I don't want you here in order to be able to say it. So Yeah, what they did was they basically they went too far on on the gas pedal with censorship. They backed off a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, everybody trust us again. And we're going to back off a little bit more with Alex Jones because of all this distractions that we need right now. And that's what they've done. Yeah. Every time people are like, my strings have been cut. It's like, have they? Because like you said, everyone's like, okay, cool, man. Elon's a good guy. And I can tell you guys right now, if you don't, you don't take my word for it, do it yourself. Go take the logo from the new Twitter, which is a big X and then duplicate it and put that X right next to the other X. And what do you have? the masonic compass yeah and and x is usually a vector anyway but the square and the the compass is is basically yeah the six pointed star it's all the same thing it goes back to male female and the the um the gnosis or the, the g in the freemason symbol the gnosis or knowledge mm -hmm. of the uh gene or generations so the knowledge of the genes of the fallen angels the knowledge of the nephilim which is what the freemasons worship which yeah. is what the jews are that's the secret so the birdie is awake. Uh oh, <laughs> what kind of bird you had? Uh, my grandmother gave me a parakeet when we went up for Thanksgiving because she had too many, <laughs> and I, I built her a, like a nice cage so they could have some space to fly and like you know, on a budget. 
because I know how to build cages for rabbits. So I built some stuff for grandma and oh, that's awesome. she loves it. Now the birds can fly around and I brought one home for the kids. And Oh, that's yeah. neat. Hey, we love birds. Yep. We love birds. Sometimes Animals. I'm going to trade my puppy in for a bird. Yep. She's in her, her, her redemption cage again, <laughs> her repentance cage. Yeah. I'm going to eventually get her a nice uh, outside spot built, but I haven't got to it yet. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I got a little bit distracted there, but but uh, yeah, I mean, it's basically all um, Nephilim worship in essence. Yeah, exactly. And you know, we're going to be seeing more. As a matter of fact, my mother and I had a big discussion about this this topic earlier about you know Nephilim, about how you know the tactics they're using right now in order to keep us divided. Um, about you know the the analogy I yeah. use about God and the parent and parent to a child, you know, and so forth. So I mean, I love these, you know, because my. My mother's always one thing I got to give her major credit for. Um, is she's always been very open to listening. Even when I was, you know, researching all the Q stuff, she was just right there to listen. Um, you know, and then, you know, with, with, with religion or with God, um, it's even easier because, you know, she's a, a hardcore Southern Baptist. She grew up Christian. So she's always ready to talk about God. Um, you know, we, we try to do a lot of uh, Christian type movies around here. So that's kind of been our thing, especially with, you know, with my mom. Um, we watch the more conspiracy stuff at night because my mother doesn't want to there's you know there's something she would just be happy or not knowing you know so I'll turn on dustin emos yeah i'm like <laughs> don't listen to dustin <laughs> yeah 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 i can see that you know uh, i i i've been alleged uh to have black pilled you know i've been black pilled i guess <laughs> I, I i guess i'm more god pilled now but you know i do care a lot of heavy news and bad topics um, as you guys do yeah, you know, it, it wears on you after a while, and all this warrant stuff, and all these, uh, you know, blowing my babies and such, has been wearing on me a while lately, a lot lately. I, sorry, it's late. No, no, no. no. I, I'm with you. Um, one big <laughs> thing that I've had is uh, I, I haven't really slept well in but a week. I don't think a lot of people have it. Have you been having oh. issues sleeping? Uh, yeah, well, mostly because yeah, I keep thinking about all these little kids that are getting blown up in Gaza, but you know, yeah, I, I'm also. Since I had kids myself, I'm usually in bed an hour and a half ago or so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. We always yeah, keep you up a little bit late, but I certainly appreciate it's worth it. it. Yeah, I yeah. uh I just I haven't been able to sleep. I've been maybe getting like maybe two hours a night. Um, and then even those are dreams. So it's not like two hours straight. It's like fifteen minutes, I'm up for a little bit, I go back to sleep, I go back into crazy dreams, and I just it, it's been terrible late, like way worse than normal. And I'm always a dreamer. Um, but these are like the, the dreams where I wake up a little panic because they seem so real. And then I just, I can't disconnect myself from it, you know? So I almost feel like it's just God talking to me, you know what I'm saying? Because usually I can, you know, mm -hmm. separate myself from it at some point, but, the, but these feelings, um, hang on to me all day long. And it's, and the great thing though, I guess is even if it's just a dream, if it's not vision, it's just a dream. At least I know I'm a good person in my sleep because I'm always helping people and putting myself in danger to make sure that other people are safe. Um, the problem is that I'm fighting demons and and one that was zombies, you know, just like really real dreams that I'm just like my heart's pumped. Matter of fact, uh, I, I was um, partially screaming and like panting in my dream because I was running, you know what I'm saying? Like trying to, you know. But no one in my dream seems to have the urgency that I do. I'm like, no, we don't have time. Leave yeah. that behind. You, you don't have to hurry. Yeah, you don't have time <laughs> to go back for your cloak. You know, just yeah. go. No, I um, I, I practice something called lucid dreaming sometimes, where you actually control your dreams and you're 
for me, that just means I'm sort of like planning out my to-do list for the next day. It's very boring. Mm -hmm. Sounds more exciting than it is. <laughs> um, but I often like sort of do that in my sleep, but I cheat, you know, I don't usually have a hard time sleeping because I take sleepy Joe from mm -hmm. redbelieving.com, which is like <laughs> the most powerful sleep one. aid. But the cool that. thing about it, like, it. you know, it is a shameless self-plug, but um, no, the, the cool thing is that it's that. not one of the over-the-counter or prescription sleep aids. It's liver oh. toxic and filled with chemicals and bad stuff. It's all food-based. It's all good for you. I took all the herbs that I like to put together to sleep, and I, like, kind of slapped them together in one. And, man, it's good. You're like it's good sleep. Valerian and everything else, yeah. man, that just knocks you out. Yeah. It's Actually, I kind of miss the taste of Valeria now that I've really? put them together in a capsule. I, it's weird. I got used to it. Man, guys, it's a weird. I guess what do you say that, man? Because I literally use it as a joke one time. I walked into the place that Valerian's I worked. I worked good. at like a four star restaurant, and I put two Valerian pills on the hot, you know, where, where the food stays hot. And my boss is like, "Man, someone's got some stinky feet. They couldn't figure out where it was coming from." And I'm like, yeah, "It's a good. Valerian." <laughs> that's good. That's yeah. I mean, um, I have gotten that with a number of herbs and such. Now I've just sort of grown to like them, but mm -hmm. uh, most people don't like stuff. I think one of the, my favorites is probably just cocoa. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I used to do a lot more coffee, but actually um, cocoa is uh, probably my favorite in terms of like a coffee type drink because it's also something that detoxes your um, pineal gland, but also just detoxes your blood as well. It's a decalcifier. It pulls a lot of that junk out. Yeah. Oh, that's good to know. And it's oh, just man. chocolate, you know. Women have been using chocolate to feel better for a long time, but if you get the cocoa and you actually make like a cocoa drink or like a hot chocolate milk or something, uh, you're talking about that earlier. Um, you, you can actually uh, basically have a improved day mood boost and energy boost way beyond coffee. It's like it makes you happy. Cocoa, chocolate. Yeah, yeah I have to say, chocolate. Gonna, I eat uh, chocolate all the time. <laughs> brother, chocolate, the actual cocoa nibs, though. I use. Yeah, the nibs. Yeah. Well, brother Wade Remington right here says cocoa uh, question mark with the uh, face, and that's that's the same face I make when I eat chocolate. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's dark chocolate. chocolate oh. The can, dark dark can, chocolate. You can mix it. You can get the nibs or the mm -hmm. the bean and like grind it into powder and like just like you would with coffee. It's yeah. a, it's a bitter thing you won't want to eat that necessarily but if you mix it into a drink like with coffee it's just a little bit more work mm -hmm. yeah it's good stuff yeah like, like some raw stuff. milk he and won't. some like maple syrup yeah he he get he doesn't get around chocolate <laughs> he, it needs to be like smothered in peanut butter <laughs> okay so so here's the secret my my wife puts a little bit of nutmeg a little bit of cinnamon nope, nope. Oh, a, a touch of maple syrup yeah. Oh, yeah. that you literally it's just named the, oh, okay. the four things <laughs> that I just can't stand Don't all in one like. drink. Oh, man. <laughs> this is the drink of this is the drink of Mayan emperors, bro. They right. used to like get yeah. high off of this. Apparently, like they would, and apparently, some people use this stuff to like rave and stuff today because it's just such a mood boost. Especially cinnamon and nutmeg. It's good for you. Cinnamon's well, going to keep you warm, I mean, the and the cocoa. Uh huh. Well, anyone yeah, it, who's it's more powerful than caffeine but yeah. it doesn't give you that jittery sort of mm -hmm. crashy feel well anyone that uh ever comes to my house you'll never have to worry about like not being chocolate I, I won't eat it man if there's chocolate in this house man it's yours and hers i never get it. to have sweets i buy fruit all the time and chocolates and stuff but i don't ever get any it's all <laughs> my kids. <laughs> the kids. by yeah, the time i go kids. back to the fridge it's gone yeah, yeah i i can't eat um, I, I don't mind uh, peanut butter cups, man, but it's like mostly peanut butter with that little tiny shell of chocolate. I can handle that. Mm, man, one of the secrets of life is a peanut butter smoothie. 
Oh, oh. yes. Because it makes the vegetables taste like Reese's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. If there's anything that I would never be able to give up, peanut butter falls in that category. I would be able to give up coffee before I gave up peanut butter. <laughs> and you heard that here, guys. And you know how much I love coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Peanut butter is pretty so darn good. I'm going to play a couple little clips, you know, to end the show. We got about uh, about 15 minutes before we go in the prayer. So I'll just play a couple of these little clips. And one of them we were discussing before the show. So I'm going to play this little clip. Um, and then we'll discuss it because you actually had something to say about this already. And this would be, you know, talking about space and underwater. So guys, listen to this. Until uh, President Trump wins again, if he'll finally just tell us the truth, uh, are aliens real? <laughs> I might have to keep that one. Is, seriously, we keep thinking this is a this is a, a, a so either either we are covering for technology or it's just a psychop on the American people to get them to talk about something else. Let me tell you what I can say. I can tell you that it's like our most valuable assets are not on the ground. Our most valuable assets from a national defense standpoint are underwater and in space. Underwater. Yep. So, interesting comment. Um, you know, so the whole question began with like, you know, if Trump comes president again, will there be, you know, will he, ex- you know, tell you about aliens? So, literally in the last week, we've been bombarded with more alien talk. It kind of disappeared for a while and then all of a sudden it came back. Tucker Carlson kind of led the way saying... I made a quote saying I can't even talk to my wife about this stuff because what I know is way too dark, you know, talking about aliens. So then cash Patel was asked, that was Glenn Beck that was talking to him. And, uh, you know, he was like, well, I can't say this, but I can tell you this. And he talks about, you know, our greatest assets are not on the ground. They're in space and they're underwater. So just recently, um, I've been seeing a lot that the, uh, Space Force itself is like finally fully operational. And I always thought that it was, but I guess now they're like fully operational. All of a sudden they're talking about this. You know, so I talked to my mother. She was like, what do you mean underwater? And I'm like, well, underwater doesn't mean necessarily submerged in it. You know, tunnels run underwater, you know, caverns like, because I've always thought that, you know, we, we hear a lot about like, you know, what they call reptilians and greys or whatever, supposedly living underground. They call them aliens. I call them demons. Um, but you brought something up too, you know, um, about what the whole alien thing is and where you see it going. And it's actually, you know, I think you're, you're dead on, you're spot on with this. And it's interesting that they're starting to bring this topic up again and they're going to keep on doing it. It's going to get worse and worse. They're going to ingrain this. They're going to get used to you hearing it. So when something yeah. happens, you're like, huh, and, and you, you automatically think you know what it is because you've been subtly being told what it is. You just don't realize it. So tell them what, what you were saying, what you think this is. Okay. So like you, you got layers of this onion to pull back. First layer is aliens don't exist. That's normie position. Um, the second layer is, oh, well, aliens exist. There's weird stuff like Roswell and UFOs and uh, Area 51 and cover-ups and conspiracies and whistleblowers and uh, abductee stories by the tens of thousands that have similar, you know, matching sort of patterns and people that didn't know each other sort of telling the same story over and over and over. So there's all these evidences for it, but then like, you don't, you don't know about aliens, um, but you something, right? So the next level is, oh, wow, the governments have been working with these things for a long time and they've been in on it and they're sort of exchanging technology for, um, you know, something. Um, 
the something is blood, children's blood, but you don't really find that out at first. Anyway, so moving on, once you really understand that they are here, they uh, do exist, and the government is working with them, in fact, um, now you're starting to see, like, lately, just lately, governments will not shut up about UFOs. They used to cover it up. They used to, like, be big hush and hush-hush uh, about it. But now they will not shut up about it. There's an article I did called Beneha Elohim, the Sons of God, a.k.a. the Watchers, Fallen Angels, on the Serapayam.com. And another article called The Alien Deception, Alchemically Resurrecting the Ancient Gods, which is another great article. People should read both of those. It's all about the aliens. But in essence, the aliens are the Genesis 6 fallen angels that were punished by being imprisoned underground in basically what we would know as uh, Tartarus um, under Hades, you know, beneath hell, the bottom of hell, basically. It depends on which Bible you're reading, but in the Greek, it would say Tartarus because uh, there's different levels. Anyway, so they were punished and imprisoned for 70 generations, and they were released around the 1900s, 1950s, about the time of Roswell. Roswell was more of a propaganda, a propaganda stunt to sort of make us think aliens exist, kind of like the moon landing was a propaganda stunt to make us think space is real. They've been really pushing this uh, science for 500 plus years, working with these things, building up a foundation for this great deception, this lie that aliens are our gods or our creators or our big brothers from the sky or even just bad guys, whatever the lie may be. Um, some variation of all of those, perhaps, or all of them together, something. Maybe they'll play a good alien, bad alien sort of thing, or an alien invasion lie. Some people talk about that. Either way, there's no such thing as aliens because there's no such thing as space. All of that is a lie. We are on a biblical planet, um, which means that it is about 6,000 years old. It is the center of the universe. It's not moving or spinning. No experiment has ever proven any sort of movement beyond earthquakes. And um, or like jumping up and down, that kind of thing, making some vibrations. It doesn't happen. Um, we're also um, domed with a firmament and flat. Uh, the world is indeed flat. As you guys know, I've talked about this. I know people, you know, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to believe it. They don't think it's an issue to salvation or it doesn't matter. But it actually matters very deeply to many people's salvation because, one, they won't listen to the Bible if they don't believe the Bible. And two, um, it, it, it's a massive amount of um, the evidence that we need to fight back against the primary enemies of the Bible, which is Satan, the fallen angels, yeah. all of them together, um, the enemy, the adversary. So their greatest lie, which they have spent 500 years with Rome and the false uh, scientism, the learning against learning strategy from Rome, which is fake science, fake news and science. They spent 500 years building this up with evolution, with uh, heliocentrism, with um, globe earth science, with all of this stuff that they've been doing to make us think. And, it, you know, NASA, right? They've been doing all this stuff with NASA, the moon landing, all these things that they waste all of this money on. They've been, they've been building the faith in aliens, which are about to make their appearance as our probably as our creators. They're pushing a theory called panspermia, where they're basically saying we were made by an advanced civilization that seeded us here or mixed their cells with monkeys to make slaves. That kind of the Anunnaki ancient aliens theme, you know, any of that, any of those variations lead you straight to hell because these things are fallen angels. They're from below or from sideways, uh, interdimensional, extra dimensional, spiritual. Uh, they're not 
uh, from above or from far, far, far away. None of that stuff makes any sense. It's all anti-science anyway. Um, it's all science fiction, pseudoscience. Yeah, I was, I was always more of an interdimensional than outer dimensional. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. So like one note says something right here, you know, and I, I agree. She asks us a question, but she's right. Alien abduction will explain away the rapture of the church. And this is one of the things is this, this great deception they'll do. So in the movie Left Behind, the newest version of Left Behind with Kevin Sorbo that was released recently, they had the rapture. And then um, so everybody was convinced, okay, this had to have been the rapture. But then like a couple of weeks later, it, they the news started telling everybody that it happened again. You know what I'm saying? Which explains away the rapture because the rapture is only supposed to happen one time, not two. So in that, that's how they played this deception in the movie was they threw in another instance. They're like, okay, look, it happened again. So somebody finally brought up the question like, but do you know anybody that disappeared the second time? You know, and then that people, when people started yeah, asking movie, questions. Yeah, and it, it wasn't bad. I'm actually looking forward to seeing the, the next version because it kind of stopped with the, with the uh, false prophet. Um, and the beginning of the Antichrist. But um, yeah, so I mean, and, and it's true though, alien abduction will explain away the rapture of the church and they will do that. They'll try to convince people that this isn't fallen <laughs> angels. These are aliens that are doing this. They'll, you know, we know about the holographic technology and stuff, you know, Project Bluebeam or whatever they, they've been talking about for, for a long time. We've got uh, TR3Bs. Um, you know, there's still people out there that question if those are even real, but I've seen them with my own eyes. So I know for a fact that those things are real because I've looked up in the sky, seen one directly over my head. Thank you to my dog who pointed it out to me. And I'm not kidding. Yeah, go ahead. What, what are those? Uh, are those a three, three, three the, pointed light? Yeah, craft? those are those little triangle ships. I had one of those about 15 feet above my hot tub, almost touched the tree. My you, kids and wife saw it too. And you can't hear them. That's the thing is they're, they're super. No, it, was, it hovered with no sound. Yeah, super silent. And I can tell that it was taking the image above it and projecting it on the bottom because I, cause it, it, the stars moved kind of a weird way when I saw that thing pass yeah. over, but dogs generally don't look up, you know what well, I'm saying? I, My I, dog was staring straight up in the air and I'm like, what are you looking yeah. at? <laughs> I tend to not like talk about things that I see in the sky because I don't expect people to believe me. I want to stick to what I know that people, I can prove to people in a debate scenario because I just expect people to not believe the things that I say because they're so out there nowadays. Um, I also, I, my heart hurts when I have to like remind people, like, for example, you, you mentioned these movies that are coming out about the, the, the rapture and such. It's like yeah. all of these Kevin Sorbo types are basically pushing this rapture thing right now. And the Bible actually says that it happens after the tribulation, but many people now in the movies say it happens before the tribulation so like the timing is it, it confuses people and it makes it sets them up for failure it sets them up to think that they're going to get out of trouble they're not going to have to suffer they're not going to have to go through tribulation when matthew 24 29 says it happens immediately after the tribulation of those days and it just hurts my heart to even have to like tell people that because i you know people get mad at me they give me more heat than grace necessarily for that topic because a lot of people are, are sort of very emotionally attached to that particular uh, belief system like i lost a, a friend uh not really a close friend but like a, a local friend here they don't even talk to us anymore because i think this topic i'm not even sure but no and i understand it's it's it kind it's of a rapture it's, topic well it's the same thing with you know the whole glober flat earth you know that's another one that falls into that that yeah. category you know it's a lot like of pre-trib or post-trib and and here's the thing guys this is and I, i'm just gonna say it because i don't have the answers um but I will say this, 
no matter when rapture is, we need to have that relationship with God, repent for our sins and, and have that, you know what I'm saying? Like accept Christ into our heart. If you have that done, then there's nothing to worry about. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the, at the very least, um, you know, somebody said in here, you know, that, that, um, makes people pew sitters, you know, sitting yeah. down and doing nothing. And yeah. I am a big advocate for doing something, you know, yeah. God, faith, you know, faith without works is dead. Yeah. Exactly. Because we, we have to do something, you know, on earth is in, is in heaven. We've got a job to do while we're here. And we don't know, it specifically says in scripture that Jesus doesn't even know the time that this is all going to go down. So in the very least, have that relationship, build that relationship, be ready, your personal self, try to help other people as much as you can find that relationship. Um, but be ready. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause God's going to give you the tools to even get through tribulation. Yeah. If, if and it, I, yeah. I, I, by my calculations, this is going to get me a lot of heat too. Um, and I don't expect people to believe this. Just check my article called game over. And I think, I don't know if we've talked about it before, but, um, the, the, the tribulation, uh, I don't know the hour. We can't know the hour and the day, but the tribulation, um, basically comes on September 25th of 2034, the feast of trumpets. That's my calculations based on numerous prophecies. And it's, it, they line up, um, you know, plus two minus two type, uh, cause the calendar might be on or off, uh, two years because of, uh, the way that they basically rigged the early Gregorian calendar. There may be a two minus uh, or plus minus. So I could be off two years. Um, and I don't expect people to believe that either, but if you look at all the prophecies that line up for a 2034 feast of trumpets, it's incredible. I mean, it, we are in the time knowledge is increasing, right? The age of the internet, you know, all this stuff is out there. We basically just put it all together and put all the experts together and listen to everything they've got to say and then make up your mind and, and you'll come to the same conclusion I did. Yeah. The prophecies are red alert everywhere. Oh yeah. And technically, you know, um, you know, Devo says, you know, rapture wasn't a thing until recent history. There is no mention of the word rapture anywhere in scripture. It's like Harpagio or Harpago. Harpazo. Harpazo. Up, yeah. yeah. Catching up. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that does happen, but it, it happens uh, after the tribulation and, and, and people they, they've, they've twisted it with other, among other things, dispensationalism and such. You could go back and like draw a calendar from like original Christian teachings, like the cave of Qumran, Dead Sea Scrolls, all the way up to like modern teachings. And you could point to each like injection of false teaching. Yeah. Like here's, here's Augustus where he said that the fallen angels didn't come down. That was just human people making human babies in Genesis six. That's Augustus. Thanks, Augustus. Um, uh, here's um, uh, what's his name, Marseus or whatever. The guy who basically broke the law. He just uh, cut the law, uh, cut the Bible to pieces, and basically convinced everybody that the law was done away with. I forget his name off the top of my head. Um, th th there was the dispensationalism type teachers. There was the uh, the more the more modern guys that um like the Schofield Bible type stuff where there's injections, injections, injections of false doctrine. These are just you know basically um pagan teachings, uh pagan injections and pagan um false teachers basically trying to lead us astray. And they've been accumulating false doctrine all along the way. And it, there was a sort of a dark ages of doctrine because Rome killed all the Christians, almost all the Christians for reading the Bible, over 50 million believers oh. by some uh, historian estimates, uh, people who believed in the Bible were trying to read it or trying to translate it. 
were killed for those actions yeah. as heretics. Oh, wow. Still happening. Yeah, still happening in China. Right around their neck. Yeah, and, and it's happening in China today. Yeah, and they're still trying to rewrite the Bible, official government rewrite of the Bible today mm-hmm. in China, right? So the, this this continues today, but basically because of Rome and Rome's government, which was pretending to be Christian but anti-Christian the whole time, always was, always will be, uh, the whore of Babylon. And I, I think I won that debate fairly recently on that topic as well. But basically, um, Rome had a stranglehold monopoly on Christianity until Tyndale started to get a hold of the printing press and did a, you know, a master of seven languages, martyred for it, died for this. Uh, he brought us a, an English uh, Bible, and that started that kickstarted the Reformation because of the printing press, basically the internet of its time. People couldn't they couldn't kill the the the, the people fast enough uh, to stop those books. They were printing them so quickly. Wow. Man, there was a, a, a brother, we'll, we'll get on to uh, our thanks and uh, prayer here in a moment. But um, uh, my brother, uh, Moonwolf, uh, Nathan, who uh, lives on our property, he um, does uh, a lot of like restoration, you know, does a lot of landscaping and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know, the, the big stuff, you know, like putting, making sure the trees are growing back, certain, you, know, the, you know, the really important stuff. And he uh, was helping in a church just recently. This church had been sitting dormant for probably 20 years, maybe a little bit longer. And he came across the Bible that was from the 1800s. It still had all the Apocrypha. Everything was still in the book. Yeah. And I'm like, I I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, I have to somehow own this. You know, so (laughs) I, I immediately was like, I can't afford it, man. But this is something I can't pass up on. Um, mm-hmm. So fortunately, what they're doing is they're going to be putting in some money and getting it restored, and they're going to memorialize it in the local museum. And uh, I'm going to make sure that I get a little access to that because I want to look through this and just kind of see what exists in this book where things weren't removed. You know what I'm saying? Take like, a video. Yeah, yeah, you can always then if you get if you get good quality video, you can go back and take the images out later and like put it online. Yeah, exactly. I may end up yeah. doing that because I've got a really good um, 4K camera. Just have it sitting right over, flip it page by page by page, and then go through and then, like, yeah, yeah just do um, still images so I can kind of rebuild it. Yeah, I'm, I'm like you. I have quite a collection of Bibles going on. <laughs> yeah. My grandmother gave me, in like, an, an old copy of uh, her uh, dad's Bible recently, too, which is cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Wade, um, this this uh, museum that's going to be taking care of this is, uh, I think, partially run by the Hinton family here, who just very, very Christian community. Yes. Like, I can promise you mm-hmm. that this Bible right here will be like cherished and honored. Yeah. It will not be will. something that someone tries to do anything you know, yeah. to it. Like, yeah. this is definitely the kind of place that something like that is like absolutely appreciated. So, um, it just the little things excite me anymore. I was like, what? really untampered i bet they've got old maps and all kinds of stuff in that book i want to see kind of shows you we went to the we went to the uh, christmas parade and all the churches did um little floats with their the kids made little floats and they had the christian it was where they have yeah there was was more jesus's than santa's it was awesome yeah it was great so it goes to show you what but just Despite, I don't want to be dark about it, but despite how much they have tried to destroy not only our history, but God's word, um, you know, new old books are found every day. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Very much so. Kind of sad to say that, huh? <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> really God preserved is. his word. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if they were to burn every copy, some kid would throw a rock in a cave and we'd find some new scrolls. No, <laughs> yes. I, uh, 
I had a vision from God some years back that he literally told me to take some Bibles and then build um, leather book covers for them. But he specifically said, make sure that the book covers don't represent the Bible. As in someone looks at it, they wouldn't assume it was scripture, you know, so basically conceal it so that it wouldn't be. And then he asked me to bury them. So I actually put them inside of a waterproof cases and I have four Bibles buried in different areas. That's cool. That's cool. You got to protect things from oxygen these days, like like the Vatican archives, because they make they, they've started to make paper, especially for Bibles, out of stuff that won't last for more than 100 years. Oh. Um, they used to be that books would last for thousands of years if well preserved, but now they are intentionally making the paper uh, cheaper, especially for important books like the Bible, so that we cannot preserve it uh, the way that we used to have done and would have passed down things. So we have to get kind of like when the uh, libraries like discard all the old books that are more than three years old. You know, they want to keep getting it updated and updated. That's what the government's thinking, I think, with this. Listen, Bertie, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought it was my dog. I, I'm sorry. I know it's past your bedtime. She wants me to be quiet. Well, we're, we're winding up anyways, man. And I just, before I get in the prayer, man, I want to thank you um, for another great conversation. Like Absolutely. I said, this was just completely impromptu conversation. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the great thing, though, is that, you know, we go back and forth. You know, we, we got a, a really good chemistry when we speak about the stuff because we both have uh, the, the same great passion, not only for the people of this earth, but more importantly for God and the importance of, of having that relationship and understanding scripture. Um, yeah. You know, like you said a minute ago, they're making things cheap to fall apart, which is why it's more important than ever to inscribe it into your heart. Pass it on through the word. And if you can't remember the verses bit by bit, remember the lessons. You know what I'm saying? Um, the, you know, the gospel, at least understand that, you know, the old laws and, you know, um, and we have a job to do, you know, this isn't, you know, sit back and, and hope things all work out time. You know, we're warriors for God. God doesn't give you armor or ask you to put on armor just because, you know what I'm saying? Who wears armor? Warriors wear armor to protect themselves in battle. And God knows that we're going to end up in this great spiritual battle. And it's not a, it's not a coincidence that we were born during this time. God knew when he put us on this planet that we were going to be part of what was coming up. And he didn't want us just to sit back and do nothing. You know, we've got a job yeah. to do. We have to protect, like you said earlier, the widows, the children, the orphans, the innocent, we have a duty to do. And we certainly don't want to go to violence, but you know what? We, we have to be ready to do so because there's nothing more important in the world than pre pre preserving the word of our Heavenly Father. And Yeah, and we're that generation, by the way, and Obadiah 18 is about us. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it interesting. Is. You know, we're, the prophecies are, are unfolding around our very eyes. You know, we are living in the days of Noah, and if you question that, look at all of the crazy LGBTQ stuff, the transhumanism the transgender yeah. and and uh senate aides having weird crazy <laughs> oh, gosh. weird stuff taking yeah. place in our senate you know what i'm saying like yeah that didn't shock me or surprise me at all you know no. and i just i, I just want to thank jill biden when she put up that tweet saying we are bringing decency <laughs> back to our country i'm surprised he got fired for it frankly <laughs> no i think he got fired for it because everybody found out about it yeah i know i'm still yeah. that. i'm surprised he got fired, fired. Yeah. yeah i'm surprised they didn't rally behind him and say yeah he's one of us we don't care we uh you know we were um what are they 
celebrating his diversity, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no <laughs> one's celebrating many ways it all one. over the place. Yes. Oh, yeah. and, and no, no, no one has, uh, and then I, and it gets even worse as I, you know, and I'm pardon me for, this is a legit tweet is one, another aide, Democrat aide said, unlike the porno made or the guy that made the porn in Senate, um, at least he can take shots in the back. Unlike Ashley Babbitt, like this oh, yeah, is how, this yeah. is how low these people are. Yeah, you know? they're evil. Yeah, they, they, they are truly evil. They teach their kids to be evil. I mean, their their children write pretty pictures on the bombs that they're about to blow up other kids with yeah. in yeah, Israel right now. Um, their their teenagers are out there making videos, uh, laughing about how they have water and cell phones and running power, and they're flipping their lights on and off like, ha ha ha! Look, I have power, and Gazans don't have any. Like, this is the kind of infantile, stupid hate. Yeah that they are putting out on the internet all over the place. Their, their IDF soldiers are running telegram chat rooms, like comparing, look at, look at me. I blew up the video or I blew up this kid the best or, or, uh, taking pictures with corpses, like, or crunching the bones with like, um, uh, Oh, you know, heavy machinery. And then like, look, I can hear the bone crunching type videos yeah. where they're bragging about their atrocities, um, even against children. Very sad. This is who they are. The, the, these are not the people of Abraham. These are the demons of the seed of the serpent from Genesis 6, mentioned in Genesis 3.15, but Genesis 6, all the way up to uh, Edom ending in Obadiah 18. The children of Satan, the literal demonic, when they die, they don't go to heaven or hell. They go to wander around as demons. Ugh. That's what the Bible says demons are, is it's basically dead Jews, dead giants, dead Nephilim. Yeah. And this is what they are. We're going to be learning a whole lot over this next year. Like I said, you know, I, I won't be surprised if there's still two weeks left, two or three weeks left in this month right here. You know, it wouldn't yeah. surprise me if something went down soon, but this year that we're walking into, at the very least, we all know it's going to be chaotic because you got this big battle at the very least, a big deception that's going on, and uh, they're going to do everything they possibly can to deceive us, to distract us, to divide us because time's up, you know? Yeah. So I, I would not be surprised if Trump survives a, or comes back from the dead, uh, some sort of massive head wound by Christmas or New Year's. Yeah. Some, yeah, something big and shocking and biblical. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like something yep. big is coming. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we were talking about that earlier with the whole, um, what is it? The Barack B A R A Q O, um, B A M A H, which is you know Hebrew, and it basically translates to, uh, it basically translates to lightning falling from the sky, which is you know one of the mm-hmm. terms used as you know to re- describe the devil, um, this you know descending yeah. down to the earth and. Uh, yeah. And would it really surprise you if all these guys are in on it all together and there's an antichrist setting, setting the path for the, or excuse me, the false prophet setting the path for the antichrist. Like I said, at this point, um, I'm always going to, no, go ahead. Well, finish your thoughts. Sorry. I was saying I'm always going to be hopeful, but I'm always going to be cautious, you know, with, with anything. Have you seen those John Wick movies? Yeah. Yes. Okay. They're pretty cool, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They're totally, uh, totally unrealistic. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, it is, um, but good. that secret society type John Wick, you know, secret society. That's basically what we have. They're everywhere. They're mm-hmm. all over the place. They are in every city. They're in every town. They have temples with altars in virtually every city in America, even little towns, even little like border, no nothing villages. They're everywhere. They're called Freemasons, for example. You see their little symbol everywhere. Mm-hmm. Even, even if it's just a little section of your local library, 
Like I had a little tiny town of like nobody, like almost no people lived in in New Hampshire. We got one uh, here. when I was there for a while. <laughs> yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. places have altars. Those places have holy books. Those places are are actually satanic, although they lie to the public. Um, same thing with the synagogues, um, especially the Chabad ones. But they they are everywhere. They oh, smile. They walk around. Um, they mm-hmm. laugh. They go to the movies. They uh, are very active in public life, especially, and they are disproportionately represented in all positions of power, whether they are Jewish or of the Freemasonic uh, Jewish worshipers, basically, um, oh, worshiping sort of the, the same entities. Um, That's crazy to know that. They're, they're everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Ugh, and they're, yeah. Yeah. What is the more you know. <laughs> yeah, the, more, the more you don't want to know, really. Yeah, I'd rather, you have to. I'd rather, you know, there's so many people who are like, I would just, re- re- I'd rather not know. And I'm oh, like, there's yeah. nothing more dangerous, I think, than not, not knowing because you, you can't prepare yourself if you don't know. And, yeah. you know, it's like, you, we, we have to, we have to be responsible enough to, you know, put the information out, do the research, understand scripture, find that relationship with God. And like I said, it doesn't stop with you finding that relationship helping others find it as well yeah it's the greatest oh, gift yeah. you can ever give somebody for christmas is an introduction to jesus they don't know who he is <laughs> yeah we're running out of time <laughs> but um i, I want to yeah. dustin i um, want to thank you again man i yeah. always love these shows um thank you, know, you so much I'm, I'm glad you're feeling better um mm-hmm. you know that you, you always anytime you want to you're welcome to come yep. in we'll, we'll be reaching out to you probably here soon again to have you back on um i'd love to get you back on when we have the guy coming on talking about the chemtrails yes. as well yeah sure i'll yeah. send you an email yeah, thanks. Yeah, I'll send you an email. And if there's something that you want to come on and talk about that you heard, just Yeah, man, if you just sit me. at home like, you know what I would love to go online and talk about, <laughs> give know. us a call, man. Yeah. We'll, we'll get you in. Yeah. <laughs> you guys uh, you guys always say that and then I always I tend to forget afterwards. I yeah. I'm I basically I just want to share the truth with everybody that yes. hasn't heard it yet, especially. And you know, I, I risk kind of saying the same thing over and over with you guys and I don't want to like bore you guys with the same topic. Never. I mean, um, I, I should be, basically, I should consult with you and we'll coordinate a topic because I have so many different things we can go into to avoid Perfect. overlap. Perfect. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah. that sounds great. Cool, yeah. guys. Especially what have you've been researching. Night, yeah. yeah. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Uh, thank you. We, we, uh, uh, we don't celebrate it. Oh, that's but, right. Uh, I forgot about yeah. that. I'm sorry. It's, you no, know, it's good. It, uh, basically for those who are curious, um, I'm of the position that, that they have, uh, yeah basically paganized mm-hmm. uh, everything and there's nothing to do with christ basically in christmas yeah. it's it's a it's a pagan ritual but it's also it's i guess you brought it up it's important to point out because this particular christmas might be a big doozy anyway uh it's a big holy day or unholy day unholy. as it were to the deep state and their religious system all of the dying and resurrecting sun gods uh like baal and apollo etc these guys are uh their birthday was december 25th now they try yeah, to Nimrod. say, oh, look, that means like Jesus is copying all these other gods. Well, his birthday was not actually on December That's why 25th, as we know. So they put it there because of the pagan sun gods, not because of Christ. But then they just called it Christmas because they named everything Christian names, just like Rome yeah, to, did to, with everything else. Yeah, to, to pull people in. And that's one thing, too, is um, yeah. every, I, feel, I don't think there's a person here that disagrees that Christ wasn't yeah. born on the 25th of December. But one thing about that I always say um, despite, you know, the Christmas tree and the pagan attributes, um, I'm not going to let them take what we can make the day. And, you know, what I'm saying yeah. mm-hmm. spend that time thanking Christ for, for, mm-hmm. you know, what he's done for us. Pray, 
let the day be about Christ and not about presence. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So we can take yeah, it back. Exactly. It's all, it's yeah. All about, Don't do the pagan stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. I like to just like ruin everybody's holiday. I mean, I'm, I actually <laughs> I feel really bad holiday. about it, but I, nah, I, I've embraced it. it. I'm just like, you guys know that's like the Antichrist resurrection ritual, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And, well, uh, and then it goes back to like the Yule log ritual and like doing the <laughs> ritual and bowing before the tree, and like yeah, he's supposed no. to show up. Nimrod yeah. gives you gifts and such. Yeah. But um, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to like judge anybody for it. I'm just um, basically, I'm more concerned that this particular Christmas might be like a big thing for the uh, for the deep state and and the. Uh, you know, mystery Babylon religion of their secret society, because they actually do believe he's going to come back from the dead. And this is a particularly big year for us. So, I mean, we only have a few years left, I think. So, I mean, at some point it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Yeah. So (laughs) utilize the day to pray. And like Jay Wu says, it's, it's about his presence, not your presence. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That's good. I like that. (laughs) That is like really well said. But brother, I know you got to get yeah. going to get with the family. Uh, once again, I want to thank you so yes. much. I absolutely love these conversations. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the tickets open. Suski in here says that she will remind you on Telegram that you're welcome on our show anytime. Because everyone <laughs> everyone here enjoys listening yeah. to what you have to say as well as, as I yeah. do. Um, and we got, we're going to have more and more to talk about as this year goes on, man. So, you know, we may have to make, you know designate like maybe twice a month or something like that to get you to come on the same days and just kind of let let us know what you're researching. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. We'll set something. I I would like that actually. That will get me on a a more of a a schedule. Yeah. It's hard to, I'm, I'm everywhere with like all of the work. I'm just sort of like in the work and then kids and and farm and then it's hectic. Oh, definitely. I don't even have the kids and I stay busy. Me, so I get it. <laughs> he's yeah. Like, he's like I'm, like, I'm tired. It's bedtime. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. You. All right. Thank you. God bless good you, to brother. see you. Have a good night. God bless. All right, everybody. Uh, that was another great episode. I tell you, I absolutely love um, these conversations with, with uh, Dustin Nemos. Um, learned so much. I always, like I said, you, you know, some things we have topics on. Sometimes we just improvise tonight. I just wanted to go and just have an open conversation. And, you know, like I said, it lasted over an hour and a half. So it didn't even need to bring you any news. But the one thing that I promise you that I will bring you like we do every night is some prayer. So if everybody would please bow your heads, we will get through a little bit of prayer and we can send you on over to peace be still. So everybody please bow your heads. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you again for another day. Just the wonderful, great blessings that you've given us to keep us calm during these times, to have um, just wonderful discussions in, in your heavenly name, dear Lord. There's a lot of fun topics to talk about, but there's only one important topic, and that is you and that relationship with you. And Father, we do have a lot of questions and we don't have all the answers, but dear Lord, if you had wanted us to have all the answers, you would have given them to us. Sometimes we just need to find those answers through asking questions, doing our research, reading scripture, and having a better understanding, having conversations with people like the ones right here in this chat, the ones that listen to the show later on, so that we all have a better understanding, putting out um, something that we may have seen that they haven't, you know, make us start questioning and then looking, dear Lord. But we understand the, the laws. We understand what you ask of us. And that's the most important thing. Father, whether the earth is round or whether the earth is flat, whether um, the rapture comes pre-trib or post-trib, dear Lord, one thing that is important is that relationship with you, dear Lord. So I ask that, that you work in our lives continually, even less that already know you. We can always be better. You wouldn't have had to die on that cross if we were perfect, dear Lord. We are far from perfect, and we all understand that. We are making efforts every day, dear Lord, because of you to be better people. And I thank you, dear Lord, for that motivation and that love that you had to bring us to where we are today. 
Lord, I ask that you bring us patience, discernment, and wisdom as we're going to need it more and more as we walk in these chaotic times. Dear Lord, please keep the devil out of our lives. Keep him away from us, dear Lord, so that we can move forward and, and be strong as we possibly can, as healthy as we possibly can during the wartime that we're going to be facing. It's a spiritual war, not a war of the flesh, dear Lord, but let us be prepared to fight that one too because the spirit is going to try to intervene in the in the the version of flesh, dear Lord. So don't let us be afraid. Let us always be ready to turn the other cheek, but also be led us to pull those swords from our sheath to throw those rocks at the time comes to defend those that don't have the ability to take care of themselves as we, whether it be the widows, the orphans, whether it be our own family, the sick, but dear Lord, let us spend our time in the meantime, continuing to spread information, wisdom, and more importantly, that relationship with you, dear Lord, because nothing is going to work out. No one in this world is going to be safe except through you. So dear Lord, let us continue to grow our faith every single day and utilize every moment that you have given us to help other people find that same love that we have. Let it be so apparent, the love that we have for you, that people recognize it to the fruits that we bear, not to the words that we say. Let them see the excitement. Let them see the love. Let them see you when they see us. Dear Lord, let us never be afraid or falter away from expressing our love for you, expressing that gospel, spreading it from nation to nation like you asked. Dear Lord, whether it be simply wearing a t-shirt with one of your verses on it or having a conversation with a stranger somewhere. Dear Lord, sometimes it takes two Christians speaking out in public before other people find interest to want to get into the conversation. Let us never be afraid to do that. Let us never be ashamed of who we are. Let us be proud, dear Lord, not in the pride way, but in the way that we want to share what we have with others, dear Lord, and that is that relationship with you. Thank you for the sacrifice that you made on the cross, dear Lord, and let us be ready to make sacrifices right here to serve you. Dear Lord, let us not be afraid. If it means giving our lives to serve you, dear Lord, let us be willing to do so because we're going to have the ultimate war, dear Lord, and that is that salvation in heaven. We don't know the day that you're coming back, dear Lord, but let us be prepared tonight because tomorrow may be too late. But in the meantime, dear Lord, let us fear not. Let us stress not. Keep on continuing to work on our lives and give us everything that we need. Fill us with courage. Fill us with patience. Always fill us with forgiveness, dear Lord, so that we can forgive those and never turn our backs on anybody because we all falter. Every one of us. None of us are perfect, dear Lord. And sometimes even our bestest of friends and our closest brothers and sisters make mistakes, dear Lord, and we walk away from them for a time being. But dear Lord, let us be ready to open up our arms when they decide to come back. And when they're ready to talk again, dear Lord, we don't need to be divided during these times. We need to unify, dear Lord. So continue to work in all of us. Let us come together and be stronger than we ever have before, dear Lord, so that we can build this army bigger and bigger, even with our enemies, dear Lord. Let us get on our knees daily and pray for their salvation. Because one day, dear Lord, they may end up being some of the greatest warriors you have in your army. And I believe that, dear Lord, because I've seen it in many of our own lives and I've seen many examples in Scripture. And I thank you, dear Lord. I thank you for believing with us. Thank you for trusting in us. I thank you for bringing us here at this moment so that we can contribute to this chaotic times we're going through. But dear Lord, you also gave us the ending and you let us know how this ends. And that is you win. And that keeps a lot of calmness in our time where many of us would be panicked, and I thank you for that. But dear Lord, I also want to thank you for everything that you bless us with, every big thing, every little thing. Dear Lord, never let us take anything for granted. Keep us with humble hearts, dear Lord. And if we get an ego at some point, just give us that lesson, dear Lord, to humble us again. We always need to be reminded, dear Lord, but you are there to give us that lesson, and you always forgive us, and you always love us, and we are so grateful. We love you with all of our hearts. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name we pray. Amen.
Well, guys, I want to thank you all. It wasn't, yeah, it was a puppy. The puppy's moving around. You can hear him in the background. Puppy gets excited when we pray, and I'm not joking. Anyone who's ever been over this house and we say, hey, it's prayer time, pup gets excited. And he starts to join. He'll even put it's his paw in our chair. hands sometimes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my chair is squeaking now, not his. <laughs> yeah, it's her chair this time. <laughs> but uh, I want to thank you all so much for joining us tonight. I love you all very, very much. And I certainly appreciate all that you're doing. Um, keep Jeff in your prayers, guys. He is on the mend. And like I said, he told me today with enthusiasm mm -hmm. that he really hopes to be back with us on Saturday and Sunday, starting this weekend to get back in the Brothers in the Bible. And I'm really excited about it. He's going to come in and he's going to be expressing salvation to salvation, salvation. He is on a mission right now to wake up people and to just spread that gospel and that holy word. I know that he's missed it. I know he's missed you guys very, very much. So, um, Looking forward to seeing that. And he will definitely be with us next Monday during our Christmas episode. So I will let you guys know what time that's going to be. Um, because at the very least, it's a good time to gather. We'll have a little prayer, talk about how much we love Jesus and how thankful we are. Because like I said, is that birth was the beginning of our chance to enter heaven. So it's just one of the greatest times ever. We know it wouldn't happen on that day, but we can still celebrate it. Because every day is a great day to celebrate Jesus and celebrate God. Amen. So y'all have an absolutely beautiful rest of your evening. We'll be back tomorrow night. Um, not really sure who's going to be on quite yet. We're, we're waiting to hopefully see if Amanda will come back on. Flow. But if not, we will go with the flow. And I always have topics lined up. And I got some yeah. great things that I do want to talk about. So guys, I love y'all very, very much. Have an absolutely beautiful evening. We will see you tomorrow evening for Kilt the Christian episode 508. And in the meantime, I leave you with this. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the pale Fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming, and the rockets regular, the bombs bursting in there gave proof through the night that our flag. Never forget, we are so lucky to know how this ends, and that is God wins. So fear not, stress not, let go of the anxiety, keep that line, pray, 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 spread that gospel from nation to nation, utilize every moment that God has given us, because he gave us today, he didn't promise us tomorrow, 
So if we get it tomorrow, we need to utilize every second to make a difference in this world. Guys, this isn't about sitting on our hands and waiting. This is about stepping up, fighting, preserving the love that God, the mercy, the grace that God has given us, and making sure that everybody has that chance to know who Jesus is. That's the least we can do. But guys, I love you all very, very much. Have an absolutely beautiful night. We will see you tomorrow evening for Kilted Christian episode 508. And in the meantime, God bless.